This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Our offer starts at less than £1 a week. You'll get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon and Blues writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show, why are Pompey so inconsistent? We analyse the factors which are impacting the Blues bid to go up. Look at games on the horizon, the promotion picture and the form of rival to replace in the Championship. Do Pompey need Wembley? We ask, is the EFL trophy now of any significance? And explain why Pompey didn't want a date change to accommodate fans at the home of football. Could we have supporters at Fratton this season? We update on plans for a potential playoff game. And there's a Pompey talk first as we bring you a live domestic tiff with Kettle Wars in the McMahon household. (laughs) We're now available wherever you download your podcast. So give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition downloaded to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss all things Pompey is Jordan Cross and Will Rooney who has just pulled up with a back injury. Will, do we need a late substitute? Um, I'll have to have Bobby Bassis to give me a quick check over but I should be alright to come back on I think yeah just explain uh, how this happened <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know I don't, don't know where out this morning got a shower and then sitting on the bed put my socks on just got up and just top half my back like right it was like wrapping a belt around me or something like that at the top half of the back I just like felt it couldn't breathe properly so Touch wood, it's not serious. Like if I uh, if I keel over in the middle of this recording, then um, just 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 carry on without me. Go alone. You, you can run it off. Yeah, I can run it. I'll be able to run it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you've injured yourself putting your socks. How how old are you for the for the uh, listeners? Will um, too uh, too young to have lost me hair. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least he's not joining sort of the, the litany of um, weird and wonderful football injuries like you know David Besson dropping catch up on his feet and breaking toes and uh, it, but it's not far off it no <laughs> right so well you don't you don't need you don't need a phone call in the Neil Allen as a late substitute then no I'll be alright no, right. no that would be uh, that won't be required no Good stuff, good stuff. Well, tell you what, seeing as you're, you're on good form here today, <laughs> we'll go straight to you and let's talk about the Oxford victory to which you were at on Monday night. Um, a welcome win indeed. It was needed, wasn't it, after um, two defeats against mid-table opposition in, well, relegation candidates, Bristol Rovers and mid-table Blackpool. It wasn't pretty, let's, let's be honest. Um, 
was hardly the, the performance of the season, but I think Poppy, Pompey were, were happy with it. They walked away from a side who were banging form, probably one of the form teams in the division, aren't they, Oxford? And by the the last few minutes, Oxford didn't really have any any clear chances on goal. Pompey didn't have a lot either, but the game was decided by one real moment of quality, wasn't it, from, from Harvey White? I'm sure we'll come on to Great cross from Callum Johnson, first time cross, and... Harvey White to get across the man and then head it home, guard it home into the corner. It was a real cultured finish from a from a youngster on his, his football league start. So now Pompey just need to, to kick on from there with seventeen games left. I know fans wanna see entertaining performances, but are the players bothered about gritty workmen like one nil wins? Probably not. If that gets them promoted then they'll take them all day long. Yeah, Jordy, it doesn't matter the manner of the victory as long as they got the three points. Yeah, uh, but it does frustrate me at the same time as well because Pompey can, uh, are, are inconsistent, but they've consistently shown an ability to eke out these kind of these results when um, you know against the top sides going back to the form through December and uh, that you know the, the games against the likes of Hull where they they, they beat the top teams. Obviously, had the whole game um, this this year, which was a big disappointment. But that is the frustration with Pompey that they they can do that, and then they 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 shoot themselves in the foot with the kind of results that we've seen over the past past ten days or so. Um, and in a in a season when no one's really grasping the nettle in terms of um, automatic promotion, with the exception of Peterborough. You look at the you look at the league table and it fills you full of optimism when you see the results. Then you look at what Pompey's doing and then it kind of deflates you at the same time because you think Pompey aren't really showing a consistency. Um, so I've said it. Um, Neil Allen said it in an excellent match report on on Sunday as well that um, you know now's the time and they need to step up and it is the time, isn't it? There's the, you know third of the games to go. This is the time where the the team emerges. If they're going to be contenders, the, the team with the, with the minerals to to go up automatically come through. Um, we saw it with Coventry last season, sort of losing mm-hmm. the season before. And the question is whether it can now be Pompey. Um, I think there's more doubts um, than than positivity about that at the moment. But it's down to Pompey really to to prove us prove us all wrong on that one. Well, before the Oxford game, the news ran a poll asking fans where they think Pompey will finish this season and whether promotion would be achieved now. The vast majority with question one said that the playoffs was their best bet and rather amazingly 91% of those who took part said that we will be playing football in League One again next season. Wow. How surprised were you by those that vote of confidence or not a vote of confidence at all? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Honestly not, not very surprised at all. Um, I think we've said it for the majority of the season probably Pompey probably are a, a playoff team, aren't they? Um, Jordy, you wrote in your column a couple of weeks ago that you know, mega, you know, mega books. Pompey is is a bit of a myth. They are they've got a playoff budget and they're probably about right. So playoff when you're looking at sides like Peter Brewer, obviously really lighting the touch paper now, and Hull have got a championship squad linking it, punching above the weight. I know they've dropped points a little bit, but they they've been more consistent than Pompey. Then you're probably looking at the playoffs, and then of course. You go back to to Pompey's playoff records. How can anyone in how can anyone go into the playoffs fancying Pompey to get promoted after Sunderland's defeat, which was 
a real limp 1-0 loss over two legs. Oxford the same. I know it might have been different if the own goal hasn't, hasn't gone in and Cameron Gein didn't miss the penalty. Even still, Pompey didn't deserve to win. The edge of the two games against Oxford, they didn't deserve to, to win them. Though. Neither side did. No. And nobody could go into the playoffs now with confidence unless somehow Pompey end the season. They've just missed out from automatic promotion. You know, it's gone down to the final day and maybe Pompey missed out by goal difference, but they'll be gutted, but they've still got momentum behind and that's the only way you, you might be able to, to really fancy them. But as I say, when you see that poll, like four four games in the playoffs under Kenny Jackets, no wins, never a playoff win in the club's history. That's why <laughs> Pompey fans are, are very pessimistic if it is if it is the playoffs again. Pompey fans won't see it that way, though. Um, the Pompey players, sorry, won't won't see it, won't see it that way because they're not bedraggled by history quite as much. Obviously, the the, the, the recent, the past couple of seasons, yes, but they're not going to be thinking back to Leicester in the in the nineteen ninety three and like like I do, thinking oh, we just can't get a win <laughs> in the playoffs. That they're, they're they're not weighed down by that baggage, are they? But what they are weighed down by is is inconsistency and. Um, I've seen some stuff and, and and there's a lot of conversation about why are Pompey inconsistent? Why aren't they looking like they're going to to bridge the gap and be, become an automatic promotion team? And, and what do they have to do to do it? Um, and, you know, people are taking a real kind of analytical deep dive into things and, and looking at uh, the figures. And and I'm all for analytics, by the way. And I think they're, they're, you know, the evidence is there why it's got a place in today's game. Um, and if you take the right... Right analytics and, and the numbers, then there's there's a place for it. But I just don't think it's that complicated. I don't think if you look at Pompey, they've been hindered in recent games by defensive cock-ups, a litany of defensive errors from individuals rather than wholesale bad defending. You look at Raggett, um, you look at James Bolton at Bristol Rovers, um, yeah, Sean oh, Raggett, who, who I think is. You know, being up there with one of the most consistent performers this season, all of a sudden he he, he doesn't know his angles when when he's defending, um, and he's letting players get off shots, which are giving him you know, I, I can see a mile off, and you should by by that stage of his career know his angles to be able to close down a player and know when he can get a shot off, and he's not giving him a clean shot at goal, and that's happened a couple of times lately, um, and it's just it's individual mistakes that have, have caused a big issue at the back. Now, obviously, the other side of the coin is, is the attacking. Uh, side of things and it's just Pompey bereft of attacking confidence at the moment aren't they John Marcus you know with his 14 goals he hasn't looked like scoring a goal and his confidence has dissipated um, and the, and we were, we were speaking on our, on our daily call earlier about the other players Marcus Harness none in 16 I think Ryan Williams 1 in 12 now maybe Ronan Curse has got a couple the other day but I think he's about 2 in 12 so, that, so there you go. There, there, there's, there's not enough players contributing going forward as they were. I think Mark, you mentioned Tom Naylor was, was chipping in with goals all over the place. We wouldn't expect that, but that, that's not quite happening at the moment. Andy Cannon's not got enough goals this season. Pompey have a defined style of play. Uh, we know that. Um, <clears throat> and it, it lends to the team running out of ideas, perhaps, when it doesn't work. And they like a big diagonal um, and using the wings and getting crosses in. And when that not doesn't work, it, it, it you can see the, the the confidence drain out of the players, and it goes, you know, very basic, and and they run out of ideas. But that happened with Paul Cook's team in two thousand and seventeen, in, in when 
They had that expansive, really easy on the eye football. Team set up with a what they parking the bus, but we now we now call it a low block. Um, and Pompey couldn't open up. It's not an easy thing to do. And Pompey Paul Cook couldn't do that a lot of the time in League Two with expansive play. Um, I just think also there's a there's a truth to you know the level uh, players. If they had the answers at this level, then they wouldn't be at this level. They'd be in the Championship and Premier League, and there's a truth to that as well. Yeah, it's always someone that's always level that League One players. You're a League One player because you don't have the consistency week in week out to maybe be a Championship player and all that. There, like so. Definitely, I think yeah. Jordy, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there with like three variables there that that put you can put it down to. But well, is it is it quite worrying then? As Jordy pointed out, one aspect there that Pompey don't seem to have a plan B. Then I thought the likes of having George Byers and Harvey White drafted <coughs> into the squad now give Pompey those options to maybe change a game with their substitutions or just offer something up diff- something different. Well. You say that, but I suppose Kenny Jacker, after two defeats, he did um, acknowledge that Pompey were getting played through too easily um, through the midfield, and that's why he plays Harvey White on the left on um, on Tuesday night. So uh, I think that they can spot it when, when things are going wrong. But yeah, I, I know it gets sort of used a lot, you know, tactically inept. That's one, one saying, isn't it? It gets used a lot now on plan B, but... Yeah, they certainly have got the squad. You would like to see Pompey utilise it a little bit more off the bench when things aren't quite going the way, i.e. at Bristol Rovers. You would like to see Hawula come on instead of bringing, bringing White on with 10 minutes to go and against Blackpool maybe could have introduced subs early instead of trying to trying to wait to let the goal... Because the game was going to have been nil-nil or to side by one goal. Pompey maybe should have took it into their own hands and think, right... We're going to get this goal. We're not going to let it be tight and and give Blackpool a, a chance to nick it. We're going to we're going to get on top and, and dictate things. Maybe they should have done that, but as you say, there's there's lads who've tired a little bit. Thomas one we know badly out of form. Williams come on and made a good impact over nice in fairness, but Jacobs is out. But Pompey have been talking about how deep the squad is for a while now. Let's let's see how deep it is and utilize it off the bench. Let's get to sixty minutes of things right. Things aren't going our way. Let's not wait for Oxford or you know Gillingham to make a sub. Let's react first. Let's grab the ball by the horns and do it. That's what you want to see now in the last in the last seventeen games. Be brave. You want to see Pompey. I think everyone can accept if Pompey don't get promoted, but they've gone out on the feet a little bit like yeah. you know I wasn't around and when, when they went out to Plymouth in playoffs everyone could understand that they had injuries all sorts Yeah, I think people can accept that and it's palatable when you just leave questions <laughs> unanswered that's when <laughs> fans get frustrated isn't it so yeah the last 17 games if things aren't <laughs> going the way against Gillingham on Saturday exactly bring Wheeler on bring just do something different bring buyers on add a little bit of spark just to just to add that extra energy, that's what I think that it's going to be needed in the in the final seventeen games. Jordy, before the Oxford game, I was doing a wee bit of research, and and Carl Robinson, bearing in mind they were on a great run prior to Tuesday night, he seems to vary up the forwards quite a lot. Like Matty Taylor was on the bench, but apparently he's not been playing too well. But they've got Sam <coughs> Wennell, they've got that guy Barker from Ranger on the wing, they've got Shadapo, I think he's called. Sorry if they haven't pronounced that. Mm, yeah, that's he right. does seem to yeah. vary it up. Whereas with Kenny, and this is no um, criticism of Pompey's post, 
but he seemed like just okay we're hoping that John Marcus is going to find for him let's hope that Marcus Harness discovers what he's capable of it's as if he, he was just persevering with them knowing that what they've done in the past was there a great argument that they could have at least started mixing that up a wee bit like they did then on Tuesday night at Oxford where Curtis played yeah up yeah well that's the I mean the point that Marcus was bereft of of, of confidence and, and and needed to come out. We've all, I mean, we've we've hammered the the Geordie Ruler angle um, to the umph degree now, haven't we? Because it, there's there's a there's a relevance to it. Um, but it's long been called for. But uh, I mean, they are they are they are reacting. They're looking for different ways. I mean, Ronan Curtis now um, playing as a striker. Um, interesting that Ronan's been pushing for that. Um, speaking to Kenny yesterday, he has been pushing for a role as a striker. We've had some chat from Kenny saying he knows he, he can operate as a striker and sees his future there. And Ronan said, oh, yeah, I'm happy to, to play as a striker when he spoke to us recently. But I think it's actually been a lot more um, driven by Ronan saying, I want to play as a striker, which doesn't surprise you knowing Ronan. Um, <laughs> uh, and then and, and moving there. And I've, you've got Michael Jacobs coming back as well. I, I, I wouldn't underestimate the influence that he can have. We just need him to stay fit, which he hasn't quite managed to do. I know the Sunderland game was unfortunate for him, but we need him now because I think he... I've still got my eggs in some of, it, you know, some of my eggs in his basket, really, because I think I, I, I know what a player Michael Jacobs is. Similar In a similar way to George Byers, I think that George Byers can have an influence. I don't see why he was taken out of the team after his performance at Bristol Rovers. Um, I think there's a question mark over that. So they are there are the options there. I like the idea of Jacobs and Curtis in the same team. Um, I like the uh, idea of... of Buyers in the same team, but I think Will made the point, and, I was, and, Ken, and Kenny was speaking about it yesterday with the reasons for the change, and he saw he's, he's seen problems in the way they were lining up, and he has he has tweaked it a bit of late. There's been a four three three at times as well, but back to a four four two on Tuesday. So they are looking for answers, and and let's not let's not underplay their knowledge of the game either. We, there is valid criticism, and we will criticise, but these guys know that know their their beans. Whether you agree with their philosophies. Is, is one thing and there's a validity to that um, but yeah there's not you know we always hear the plan B stuff rolled out we've had we make a joke of it we've seen it for so many years they, they you know where's the plan B but there, there is there is plan B C and D and perhaps they make mistakes but don't not downplay what they know about the game they've got good knowledge yeah no definitely um, well how important was it that Palmy picked up that back on Tuesday night Huge, absolutely huge. Don't underestimate that. I know, as I said earlier, it wasn't it wasn't a, a swashbuckling performance, but just to give the players confidence again now, because if these are if the performance of three successive defeats, doubt start to creep in. People start to wonder, are we going to miss out on automatic promotion? Now you got a win under your belt. You go, to, you beat Gillingham again, and then you go to Doncaster, and Doncaster have been stuttering along now, and. You know, a lot of people went Doncaster were forging ahead and they had games and people thinking, well, these are these are automatic promotion certainties, some people. But now they've dropped points and they've got all sorts of games to catch up on. That'll be in Darren Moore's mind, you think, when going up to there, he'll be aware of he'll have to keep his team fresh, etc. But it was just against a, a rival in Oxford as well. Like it's a psychological boost because Pompey struggles. Well, not struggled. They've been so close, haven't they? The games against Oxford, so we've known how close they have been. But now they've they've edged that, and maybe it's a point where they think, right, we're beating Oxford now. Why can't we go all the way? Why can't we go one better this season? Why can't we go and 
get automatic promotion or win the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns. Still, seventeen games left. Um, nobody's there's Peter and maybe getting clear, but Pompey still got to play them. Could take three points off them if they go and win there on the road. There's, there's what fifty one points to play for still. That's a massive amount, and every team in the promotion race is going to drop points. Comes down to who drops the fewest now. Pompey've yeah. got to make sure that they drop the fewest points because if they do, then there's a good chance they'll be promoted. If they don't, then it'll be the playoffs for, for three successive seasons. Massive seven games now, isn't it? Massive seven games coming up. So I think you've got Peterborough, you've got Doncaster Tuesday, you've got Sunderland within that. Hmm. Now, Peterborough is you know, hitting, hitting that winning form, but Doncaster were flying, weren't they? They, 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 before they they've lost a few games, dropped points on the, on the spin now. Um, asking questions of, of them. Oxford were coming on like a train, but they and Doncaster are two form sides. They, they, they're then dropping points. Lincoln, I think everyone's waiting for Lincoln to blow up, aren't they? Like Shrewsbury, they, like mm. you know, like people were with Shrewsbury a couple of seasons ago. Um, they hit some more dicky form without you know the wheels coming coming off there. Hull, Hull can't get a win either. Um, so it shows you what's going to happen now. Yeah. I don't think it has to be trailblazing form to get the automatic promotion, but um, I think before after after or before Tuesday after the last week, and it was, uh, the eyes were off automatic promotion. I think the eyes were on whether Pompey could actually get in the top six for for, for a lot of people. Um, they look like a top six side at the moment, but as I say, I just come back to the point that you're seeing teams dropping points. You see, being an optimist, looking at yeah, there's an opportunity there, and then you just look at Pompey and. and yeah, do they look like doing it? I can't say my heart of hearts they do it at the moment, but funnier things have happened. We, we had a, we had a we had a you know going to Crawley after Crew a few seasons ago, and then you know then form is a fickle thing with confidence, isn't it? You can't bottle it, and all of a sudden you just get on that roll, and that's what Pompey are looking for that formula now. Yeah, do they look like doing it? I can't say they quite do it at the moment. Really hope I'm wrong though. <laughs> Right. Well, well, like, there's a small matter of a cup final coming up in two weeks' time in the middle of these seven games. We know all about that, don't we, Will? <laughs> Indeed we do, yeah. We're getting our way to the bone now, aren't we? Make sure that we uh, meet all our targets plus more now. Uh, supplements, in. the word supplements get mentioned. Pack it in, you've got we're no being w- for me. I'm just working as hard as you guys behind the scenes. Oh, today, so. I'm sure we've got no sympathy from the listeners. I think you lot are a big jolly. What are you moaning about all this extra work? You've got the dream job. Shut up, Jordan Cross. Shut up, Will. Yeah. You're quite right. What, well, how much of a distraction is that? And like seven, There's seven big games coming up. Doncaster, Sunderland, Peterborough, Ipswich, Shrewsbury. That's after Gillingham, of course, this weekend. Do you really want to play a cup final in the middle of all that there? Yeah, that's a good point. It's not a priority, is it? Now, I mean, I was speaking to to Lee Brown for all the supplements on on Wednesday, um, and he said, coming up to the Sunderland game, you knew it was two, three weeks away. You knew in your back of your mind, you didn't want to pick up an injury because you wanted to be part of that that occasion because it was occasion of a grandeur, wasn't it? It was just a fantastic day out, um, eighty thousand fans in, and you wanted to be a part of that. He didn't even know when the final was. He didn't even know the date of the final this time around. That's how, <laughs> that's how much players aren't thinking about it because it's going to be behind closed doors. It's in the middle. It's it's a year late. 
it's two different teams completely, let's be honest, to what would have started. When they get there on the day, they'll be up for it, a game of football, they want to win it. That's why they keep going far in this competition, even though we know that um, some members of the club are absolutely few and when sometimes they go through and they do want to go out into distraction. When, when, you, when you turn up at a game, you want to win a game of football, you never want to lose. So when they get there to the day, they'll walk out to Wembley, they'll see and they'll think, right, we want to win this, we want to get the silverware. If they do lose, will it be a big blow to the promotion push? Probably not, no. Probably, you'd have to think, no, just a one-off game. Well, get if, they, if, they get beat, if they get beat by Salford on the Saturday, they play Peterborough on the Tuesday night. On the Tuesday, you tell yeah. me that they're not going to be a wee bit disheartened for that Peterborough game? Yeah. Well, they will be a bit disheartened, but they'll think Rice wouldn't be in here, but this is a far bigger game. The Peterborough game, trust me, is a far bigger game than Salford game. Oh, definitely. As is, as is Sunderland's beforehand, so... I'm sure yeah. Pompey would, would have... I, I dare say some fans wouldn't mind if Pompey made a few changes for the final. Connect me if I'm wrong, but if if Kenny Jack had tweaked the team and he come out and said, right, no, we're going for promotion, I'm I'm tweaking the team. I don't think Is a lot it, of fans would get on his back, would they, Josie? No, no. I think Will's back's broken and his Wi-Fi's on the way out as well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I think our players want to want to play. It's a Wembley opportunity, but um, we 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 are doing a supplement for it. And one of the things we have to do is a, we've been requested to do by the powers that be is a colour piece and a, and a thought, thoughts on the game. And I sat down the other night and I kind of thought about you know, the Sunderland and the euphoria of that occasion. How much we all look forward to it and. and and what, what do we feel for this one? Well, the fans aren't there. We know over the past year what what fans are to football if it's been reaffirmed, if ever there was any doubt, and they are fundamental. And I've got no feelings for them. I've got no feelings, if I'm honest, for this final now. I haven't got any enthusiasm for it. The players will have the opportunity to say they've played at Wembley, the ones that haven't, and I'm sure they'll, they'll want to take that. There's the... The, the the mark in the record books to say you're a winner and Pompey can be back-to-back winners of the final, which has never been done before. That's something, I suppose, isn't it? Um, beyond that, I couldn't really care less. And and it just shows you what this what this final's become now. I guess that, that I think they can take some enthusiasm from it. And uh, the suggestion is, because there was talk about the final being moved for later and, and fans in, but Pompey want to plough forward with it now. Uh, because if they were were to move forward when they could have had some fans in, it would have been scheduled around the playoffs. Now Pompey would have had to contend with a playoff with a final amidst the playoffs. So I quite understand why Pompey took the stance to get the game game out of the way now. But yeah, football football without fans it's been well mooted, isn't it? And this is a this is a strong case in point. I, I can't really say I kept. And, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you like that there, but that, that is a bit. That's a that's a wee exclusive that you got today. That talk of the EFL Trophy final being moved, which was put forward by Tranmere. The suggestion was they would play it in the middle of the end of the season playoffs. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So crazy. Um, yeah, obviously the the the, so the process was Tranmere um, mooted uh, Palios. Nicola Palios mooted the um, idea of, of moving it after the roadmap from Boris. May the 17th onwards, we would allow some fans back in. 
So we were, you know, I was thinking as well, what what, what can we do here? We would, would be able to have some sort of test defence against the, the championship, ahead of the championships this summer. Would it work? Can we get a decent amount of fans in? I don't think it would ever would have been that. I think it would have probably been like on 10,000 or so. But um, yeah, I, I can see why, why, why when, when it was mooted and, the, and the, the EFL then spoke to the other, the other clubs involved in uh, this year's and last year's final that's been played back to back and, and Pompey's position was when they when they had another date put to him well you know we've got to think that you know there is a possibility of the playoffs how, how could you have that that amidst the, you know your two most important yeah. it's nuts isn't it <laughs> absolutely bonkers um, so quite clearly Pompey were like okay we're plough on now um, so that's why if anyone's questioning that why they might have got the opportunity to go to Wembley on a, on a if the date was moved and that that's why it wasn't and I can Quite, quite agree with with Pompey on that. Of course, there is the possibility of, of football, fans at Fratton as well, um, in in the event of a playoff. We haven't got a confirmed date for that yet. May the eighth being the last game, May the seventeenth onwards being the date when fans can return. You normally have a week between the playoff, at the last league in League One, the last league game and the playoff, but. Yeah. The league are keeping their cards close to their chest on that one at the moment because there's concern, or not um, the the possibility, say, of of the season being extended if any more games get cancelled, and we obviously know all the uncertainty that's happened. So they're not releasing that date, but there would be a strong likelihood of fans being back at Fratton Park. But it's still far from certain, even after what happened this week, because there's the debate about what happened if one game foul the date previously of May the 17th, which is when the, the, the date is found to return, and the other was the other side of it. Would that be a competitive advantage to one of the teams in the playoffs? Um, there's all the, all this to be thrown into the mix. The numbers we're saying, I think is, if I'm right in saying, either 10,000 or 25% of a, of um, capacity, which would place it at around 5,000. Um, so... In Pompey's case, you think you know twenty thousand or so. Fratton Park is going to be five thousand. Is your missus distracting you there, Mark? Was she? Yeah, as, as always, she's <laughs> coming in in the middle of a, an important podcast. She's deciding she needs to make tea. Tea's more important at this time. Oh, I'm getting pulled <laughs> off. <right there. laughs> we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want a domestic tiff on live uh, on Pompey Talk. Well, Jordan, uh, you know yourself. It happens every day, so it'd be nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> There's the door slammed. <laughs> <laughs> what we want is a, a repeat of that that BBC interview where the uh, was it the Korean expert comes in and the baby comes in on, on the camera and the, and the and the wife comes in and pulls the baby back into the room. You know the one I'm talking about. We've had a few of those moments. I think we could, we've just had one live on Pompey Talk. <laughs> where were we? Uh, but the five thousand. Uh, yeah, just to get the point across, uh, it would be five thousand or so in. It would seem from what the, uh, was suggested this week. That said, that's far from certain in Pompey's case because of the difficulty they've got in getting fans in and out of the stadium, uh, narrow walkways in parts of the ground, South Stand being an example. That presents difficulties. So it's not clear whether that's certainly been a figure in a playoff. It could be it could be far less, but that's one just to watch his space on at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking when Jordy was talking there, if Pompey do win against Salford and Peterborough, I know Peterborough, Sunderland and God, I can't even remember now. Sunderland Tramia in the next, the next day. Did Pompey have to hand over the trophy within 24 hours then of winning it? I suppose <laughs> they do. I mean, they'll be the um, the longest champions and the shortest, I suppose, won't they? In a way. 
The longest yeah. between titles and the shortest, I guess, yeah. Um, I can't imagine Tom Naylor waiting around 24 hours in Wembley to, to give it away, but you may as well just <laughs> leave the trophy there, might you? Leave it in the dressing room for, for whoever, whoever wants it. Sani- get it sanitised down and put it in the royal box ready for the next day. It's <laughs> funny because I was doing I did it, uh, the Kenny Jacket piece, um, his first person piece, talking ahead of the final last night, and there was a line in it but. We want to do you proud and bring the silverware back to the city. That was the headline I took. And I was just about to send it. And I was like, ah, hold on a minute. I can't write that. Kenny, I tried to go and change Kenny's quotes and just amend them slowly. Because I thought, quite possibly, yeah, in every probability, they're not going to be bringing any silverware back to the city, even if they do win. So, oh, uh, yeah, I had to re- re- rephrase that one. Definitely. There's been definitely no open top bus parade either through South Sea um, the day after. Um <laughs> Well, just then focusing, before we run out of time, focusing on the Gillingham game. It is important that Pompey follow up an important victory at Oxford with just an, as an important victory against Gillingham at home. It is, yeah, especially um, Gillingham are going to have a big point to prove, haven't they? I mean, Steve Evans has called a few of their, their players out, haven't they? Um, after they got beat by Wimbledon in midweek, um, calling some of them not good enough, which for a manager to come out and say that in, in public, he must be absolutely furious with, with some of them. Apparently they've had a big team meeting um to discuss things, so they're gonna have the, the tails up, they're gonna be they're gonna be right bang up for it. But Pompey need to be just as up for it as they are. They need to match them. They need to give that little bit of extra temp that little extra ten percent of when they're gonna come that it's gonna be there might be a little bit of needle because Gillingham are probably going to be riled up for it and and they'll be wanting to show the manager, no, we are good enough. So Pompey have got to match that now. They've got to, if it gets a little bit nasty, they need to give that back. And look, if they win 1-0 again against Gillingham, it might not be, as I say, it might not be pretty on the eye, but I'd be quite happy with that. I'm sure, sure we all will be because it's another win. Cements the place in the playoffs favour and... We've seen teams dropping points all the time now. You never know where Pompey might be come five o'clock on, on Saturday mm. afternoon. Yeah. And Jordy, I'll leave last word with you. You spoke to Jagat then yesterday for the first time since he's come back from his operation. And you were you had quite an interesting chat with the manager, didn't you? Yeah, I was um surprised actually. Um Kenny is as he plays cards close to his chest, he's a private person, he's a low maintenance person, but it was about as emotive as, as I think you're going to get with Kenny Jackett yesterday when I spoke to him and, and talking about his future in the game. Um, fairly openly for, for, for Kenny, talking about how he he sees him having gone through the, the house scare that he has gone. Um, and some, you know, I think there's some good news on, the, on that front. Uh, thank God. Um, yeah, it was, it was good to hear. Now, I know people have their views on Kenny and it's been, it's been a, a cause of annoyance for me to see views on... Kenny as a manager conflated with you know some absolute nonsense in fact people suggesting that, that this whole health issue has been been made up to take pressure off him just absolute crap that's been suggested it's just absolute nonsense Kenny's um, had a real health scare um, uh, and it's yeah it's been a mark of the man how he conducted himself and incredible how he's come back so quickly quite frankly um, but it was uh, it, it was it was good to hear him talking, and um, I'm I'm glad he's he's recovered well. Um, he's an absolute gent. Whatever you think of him, and as a as a football manager, and I'm just yeah glad that he he's um 
he's back on his feet and, and pushing forward now we we just just reaffirm what we say we've said and written um we wish him all the best good stuff okay then well that's that's it from for this week's episode just as a kettle update she has forgot to put the kettle on after all that there so <laughs> this is what i have to talk don't about. take it in but go and anyway, take it into a go and grovel on your knees no 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 definitely not anyway need to go thanks for all your help again today Thank you for listening. We'll see you all again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website from less than £1 a week for everything you need to know about Pompey.